We are playing Vampire the Masquerade. VTM only half romanticizes vampires, and a large portion of the game is about exploring just how much of a monster you're willing to become. Since this game deals with heavier issues than most games we tend to play on this podcast, I am issuing a content warning for the following subjects on basically every episode. Blood. Violence. Body horror. Abuse of all forms. Issues of consent. And torture. If you feel uncomfortable to listening to any of these subjects, please tread lightly, and we will not blame you if you skip this campaign. Thank you. Last time, you guys went to a warehouse. You killed a lot of monsters who were made from people. And then you fought some more monsters who were vampires, and they were all awful. Uh, you fought with a monster because, let's face it, Stank Guy is basically like four pips of, of humanity sh- uh, shy of just being a fucking feral thing that lives in the subway of the of Chicago. And let me say TBH. Uh, <laughs> and then Luke was kidnapped and subsequently uh, tortured for Jonathan to get information, but it was but the questions that were asked were asked with Luke's permission. So there was not only no humanity stained, but also Jonathan gained humanity because like I I just I can't see Jonathan as being anything less than nine humanity at this point. What does nine humanity get you over eight humanity? I don't know. Uh, not a whole heck of a lot. I don't look dead anymore. I guess it's one of the big things. I oh, just so you look don't like kind of a. Life. Yeah, I, I just look kind of like a sick human. Hmm. Uh, I know ten like gets you some shit. So but you have to be humanity nine. I I heal superficial damage as a mortal in addition to vampire mending, so I get extra healing opportunities. I can taste, eat, and digest rare or raw meat and many liquids. And yeah. also I can fall asleep. I can stay up an extra hour and wake up an extra hour. So two hours. Whereas before I could only wake up an extra hour. Oh, 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 okay. So you can stay up an extra hour. Got it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, humanity 10 gets you like you can full scale eat and digest food. You can stay awake all day if you want. It affects your sleep schedule like normal, but you can just stay up all day. And uh, you take half damage from sunlight and you look like just a pale person in good health. But also you have to be like a fucking saint. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan's good, but I don't think he's saintly yet. No. (laughs) All right. So then, in that case, I need rouse checks from everyone. Because it is the start of a new night. Thank goodness. Uh, uh, Kor gets hungrier. Uh, I also get hungrier. I have three dots of hunger. That's unfortunate. Yep. Yeah, same, Uh, actually. All right. So... Salem and Kor get hungrier. 
Jonathan does not, but I believe Jonathan said, you just said that you were at three pips of hunger? Three, yeah. Dang. What did you do that got you three? Uh, I did, like, blush of life to try and comfort Luke, and I failed that, and something else for a similar thing. Okay. Well, you guys have mostly taken care of all of the problems, and then you're letting one problem just ride out to its natural conclusion, honestly. So, Core, do you want to go hunting tonight? Do I... Is there any pressing concerns? Uh, I mean, there's the Civil War, but you guys... You like anything have, that immediately uh, needs done. Nah, nah. You didn't have, like, any previous engagements or anything? No, I don't think you have any previous engagements. Um, because the prince is out of town and Fishface is currently the one in charge, so Fishface hasn't called for you. And I need to reapply my willpower... It's yep. been a new night. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'll go hunting. All right. Uh, Fight go ahead me. and roll. Uh, Dex plus stealth. 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 Dex plus stealth. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you, Hella, managed to break into somebody's house, uh, grab a bite to eat, and then get out. Uh, the question. Okay. <laughs> Beat me to the pads there. All right. Uh, so you can take up to two pips safely then. Okay. All right. Salem, are you going to go hunting? Oh, absolutely. All right. Go ahead and roll your special combo that we came up for you, which was, I believe, manipulation plus... Uh, fame. Fame, yeah. Um, four. Four, yeah. You get four successes. Um, Do you kill? No. Okay. Then you can safely take two. Uh, so in that case, my final question is, Jonathan, uh, do you call, I forget his name, Milad. Do you call Milad and be like, hey, I, I need some help? Uh, uh, by call, I, you mean go upstairs and ask, because right. I stayed over day at Luke's yes. just to make sure he was good. But yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, just go find Milad, but I wake up extra early, mm-hmm. just so Luke is still asleep. Yeah. Uh, Milad I... is also going to be up early. He's he's on the same uh, weird schedule that Anna's on. Yeah, so I'll just ask him if he's okay with giving me something to eat. Uh, he agrees to it, and then he will offer you the wrist, and then you can do what you do. I'm not even going to ask because I know the answer. You will not kill Luke's boyfriend by drinking him dry. Yeah, no. All right. So, in that case, nothing? Okay, um, hmm. I feel like we kind of need to have a team meeting. Yeah, team meeting would probably be good. Where are you guys going to meet? Whose house? God, I was about to make like a high school musical joke, but I don't remember what the fucking name of that team was. So anyway, um, I don't know. I guess Salem's house. I volunteer. All right. All right. Uh, 
Core's. Well, actually, Core is probably staying with Fishface because of the whole. I mean, that's probably cleaned up by now. Okay, fair enough. So yeah, Core, you only live a couple blocks away, so you're gonna get there real early. Uh, and then Luke lives on the fucking other side of the city, so it's going to take Jonathan a while to get there. So I don't even need to ask uh, if Core is gonna hide and try and sneak up on Jonathan when he gets there. Do you want to roll for it, or has it finally gotten boring? Yeah, yeah, I'll sneak up. All right, so go ahead and roll uh, dexterity plus stealth again. See how well you do. Got all the fucking time in the world to do it too, and probably took a bonus. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Actually, go ahead, uh, go ahead and roll yourself an extra another two d ten. So that's five, five successes. All right, Jonathan, uh, go ahead and roll. Which plus awareness? Nope. Nope. It's three. Jonathan. Core. Mm, no, it's so funny even if you don't react. <laughs> Rex. Shepard. Thank you. <laughs> So, so, Virginio's not in town anymore. Fishface is in charge. That's obviously not going to go great for her, considering it's her and Annabelle. Plus, whoever's loyal to. Virginio still? Did... I mean, I know the Barons were talking a big game about it, but did he actually name replacements? Uh, this is all straight from Stankai's mouth. Like... And if you oh, you mean replacements. guy, who can you trust? <laughs> Premichin replacements, I mean. Right. I mean, there are people other than primogens who are loyal to Virginio, at least because they have, uh, I don't know, either they hate Rick Ward or they have some faith in the system, I imagine. Like, is that a thing that I can be sure of in character, Colin? Yeah, yeah, you can be sure, uh, pretty sure of that in character. In fact, um, go ahead and roll me intelligence plus politics. Because, okay. Yeah, he may he may have actually dis- okay, he may have actually dis- yeah yeah he may have actually discussed with with you as the sheriff his lineup for replacements of Primogen. I'll make this roll, and then Jonathan can make the roll afterwards better. <laughs> I I got one success. You got one success. Uh, I will say that you are aware of one replacement um specifically the replacement for rick ward is a ventru by the name of uh camilla duval a vampire named camilla vampire named camilla and uh camilla typically dresses in you know very dark like a suit sort of deal like 
the top half is a suit and the bottom half is like a sort of dress pants. And she's usually seen carrying an umbrella. Uh, you're you're fairly certain that the umbrella conceals some sort of melee weapon. She just doesn't like getting wet. That too. Maybe that too. Who knows? Camilla of the Camarilla. Got yep. it. Yep. And uh, she's actually fairly competent in uh, leadership in traits and things, which is something you've probably noticed about Virginio is that he prefers younger kindred to become primogen, but another trait that you are probably aware of, at least without being able to explain it in non-game terms, they at least all have two pips in leadership. So they're all fairly competent Uh, leaders. So people he doesn't have to micromanage, but aren't so powerful that he has to worry about them trying to take over. Pretty much, yes. Okay, Okay, well then... I know that there's a fairly young Ventru named Camilla Duval, who's acting as Ventru Primogen currently. As for the rest, I couldn't tell you. I could rattle off some names I see around Elysium. Maybe you have a better head for who might be uh, taking these places up? I I just kind of shrug. I just... I don't. I keep out of there as much as I could, as much as I'm able to. So if there's any fresh faces around there, they're lost on me. Um, you can go ahead and roll intelligence and politics, but at a minus two because you just admitted that you're not there very much. Yeah, I just remembered that you had some dots. Three More successes. Three successes. Um, I, with that, I will give you one other potential who, uh, who's probably getting the job and that is the Toreador and the and you know it's it was kind of a given that Rick um like Gary Olson would go with Rick Ward so he had a Toreador lined up uh, as well uh his name is Marcus Ewing also dresses in suits but it's less like pure blacks and more like dark blues uh, he has long hair and like a goatee type beard. Um, he's a Dracula tenth- ass looking motherfucker. Yeah, yeah uh, he's he's a tenth generation Toreador. I'm sorry, I can't look at this person, and all I can think is, oh wow, the person from Hatred got a day job. <laughs> uh, Jesus, I'm not wrong. <laughs> no, you're not. Okay, so the question becomes, what's our play here? How does Virginia being out of the city for what will probably be an extended period affect our plans? Well, I suppose it depends how Fishface decides to handle this and how Rick decides to handle this. I were Rick. I would see this as an opportunity, right? To accelerate things. I'm not exactly the planning kind of person, but um, if there are any primogens I would like to not die, Fishface is one of them. Hmm. Noted. Also, well, you're not the planning type, you are the uh, fighting type. 
and the long-term planning type. Most of my plans involving involve breaking someone's neck or smashing them with something heavy. Sure. And uh, on that note, the incumbent prince, I guess, is uh, his side lost their most powerful fighter. Hmm. Interesting. How does that how would you estimate that affects their side? Uh, Rick had to have some kind of a plan for Stankai, whether it was try to entice him onto his side with just probably honestly letting him cut loose completely would have done it. You don't have to be a genius to figure that one out, so Rick probably would have gotten Stankai on his side. Stankai is not on anyone's side right now. With the well, he's sort of aligned with the Anarchs, I guess. He's currently riding it out to see who wins, and then he's on whoever wins his side. Stankai is off the board, more or less. If Rick Ward was counting on getting Stankar on his side, that cuts down on his forces by a significant amount. But if he was going to try to fight Stankai one-on-one, which I wouldn't do, but I'm not Rick Ward, then he's now at a more... He's more of an advantage than he was before, especially considering now that Virginia is now out of the country. Alright, so who, my my big thought here is, how do we allocate the Anarchs now? What's the best way to ensure that both ends of the Camarilla take each other out to the greatest extent? It would help if I knew definitively who's going to take Virginio's side on this. A lot of pieces are up in the air. Who are you unsure about? I... Like I said, honestly, Fishface, I'm not sure. I feel like... The, I feel like they could go either way, really. How about this? Everyone... Everyone... For determining how Fishface would... React. Go ahead... Enroll intelligence plus politics core. Give yourself a plus two due to your close connections with Fishface. Okay. I have no points in politics, politics, but I have three points in intelligence. So you're rolling five at least. He said five, and I type five in the modifier on the call. I got three. I got zero. Okay. I got no fucking clue. If three isn't enough, I can willpower because I got three dice up in the air right now. Uh, that's not going to be enough, so go ahead and willpower that. Alright. Hey, oh. look at that. Okay, Dang. yeah, you got another three, so that's a difficult... That was that definitely beats difficulty four that I had set up. Fishface is loyal to the Camarilla, and she is extremely close to Virgin Neo. That being said, she is shrewd and intelligent enough to pretend to be with Rick Ward and the second 
And I mean the second that Virginio reappears in the city, stabs uh, Rick Ward in the back. She probably wouldn't go for anarchy then. No, she would not go for anarchy. She's she's older and set in her ways, and she genuinely views basically everything the Camarilla does as for the good of kindred. Uh, for the good of the kindred. Uh, she does not agree with the anarch experiment, rebellion, etc., etc., whatever they want to call themselves. She is Camarilla through and through. However, like I said, she would pretend to go to Rick Ward, be like, hey, I've, I'll i be your information broker. Please don't kill me. I'm not a good fighter. Rick Ward, being Rick Ward, would probably not 100% believe her, but like see her valuable enough to not kill her. And then like the second that Virginio shows back up, she's like, yeah, no, here's everything he's been doing. Let's take this asshole down. Oh, yeah. So I'll just summarize that insight as we're probably not going to be able to recruit her. I don't see that happening. The best we can hope for is to have her be an agent inside Ward's administration that turns on him the second Virginio shows back up, but we don't want Ward's administration to exist long enough for that to happen. If if you want her to not get dusted, you might have to tell her to get out of the city. She won't be happy about that, but she's a survivor. We all are. She'll keep her head down when she needs to. All right. You'll have to convince her of that, though. You'll have to convince her that she needs to. That's the rub, isn't it? Yeah, if shit pops off and she's not out of the city, then it's going to be too late for her. Alright. So if you think we can maneuver Fishface into an, into a mole position, then my play would be to let Rick Ward build up just enough that he looks like a viable threat. And then just pick anything off of the shadows to keep him in check enough so that he's not too powerful for Virginio. And when Virginio gets back and they go into full-on war, we pull out the people we want to keep and we knock both the towers down. That would be my play. So then... See, the issue with that is Virginio might not be back for years. And I know we have all the time in the world, but I don't, I don't know. The, the longer we let this sit, the, the longer this brew has to ferment, the more volatile of a cocktail it becomes. All right. If we've, if we force Ward to commit tonight and start taking actions tonight, then we know all of the pieces and we can just start moving. If we wait for Virginio to get back, we might be here for five years and who knows how the city's changed by then. Okay, 
I think maybe we can use that to our advantage then. Do we know if Virginio has any method of communicating to the Camarilla in Chicago? Uh, Colin? Um, do, do princes called away to the inner circle typically, are they allowed to continue communication to their cities? Um, it would take a very long time because the with, especially within the inner circle of the Camarilla, they do not use technology. Uh, they w- absolutely would not allow him to like make a f- even a regular phone call. Um, they would have to use you gotta, like, like tap out on a clay tablet and attach it to an arm <laughs> or something. Not that archaic. They can still like write handwritten notes and hand it to couriers who would then. Are there vampires that- who can walk on water? And just like you get a runner. That's what ghouls <laughs> are for. Eh? Across the Pacific Ocean. This, this is what ghouls are for, eh? Um, of the Atlantic, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it depends on which side they're going from. So any communication he would have would take days, if not weeks, to not only get to the person, but for that person to reply and then ha- respond. It's basically like playing mail chess. Yeah. Yeah. So, else I can, I can relay that. I have established before that I know some things about how the inner circle functions, and I could just say, so the the people that Virginio's gone to talk to are older than anybody we've ever met, and as technophobic as all of our peers are, these guys are that by like a hundred times. So, no phone calls, no emails. No, probably no electricity for these people. And if Virginia wants to send or receive any messages, it's going to be hand-delivered pieces of paper. Okay. And if he's in out in fucking Afghanistan or something, that's uh, that's that's a couple of days minimum. Out of character question, Colin. Yeah. Are we known publicly as anarchs yet? I don't think we are. No, you guys have been you guys have been on the down low about it. The only person who is technically still aligned with the Camarilla is Luke, and that's because you guys haven't tried to like recruit Luke yet. And I guarantee you, with how Jonathan has been reacting and treating him, if you asked him to go anarch, he would be in. He's technically still Camarilla. Yeah. Well, it's not it's not that he's a dog, it's that you guys have treated him well and like the Like a and, dog. Okay. <laughs> Alright, fine. Okay. Sure. Like a dog. Alright. Alright, that's good. We can use that to our advantage. Right now, Fishface is in charge of the Chicago Camarilla in absence of Virginia. If, as you suspect, Fishface is going to openly pretend to portray Virginio inside with Rick. Who's the second on the totem pole? I'm guessing Annabelle, maybe? Annabelle is only one generation older than we are. It would probably be, I would guess, either the Ventru or Tremere that he's lined up. No, because Annabelle... You're right, yeah, Annabelle's the Tremere, so you wouldn't have that lined up. Probably fall to Camilla, if I'd had to guess. It would be whichever of the new recruits. 
That is, if it didn't splinter further. Yeah, it's... Annabelle is not the kind of person you would put in charge of things. I think I think she's kind of a figurehead since Virginio is Tremere himself. He's probably pulling double duty. And she's just there to look pretty. Right. She's is... good at a few things. Being, like, a leader is not one of them. It, I mean, you say that, but she has two pips in leadership. It doesn't really matter who takes over. Annabelle would be preferable, but it doesn't really matter. Anyone who takes over is going to be inexperienced, and they're not, especially the new ones, aren't going to be respected enough to pull over, pull their weight, pull rank. So what we do is we influence them and pressure them. Well, I say pressure. We nudge them in the direction of making an attack. You know, nip this in the bud, stomp out the fire before it spreads, all of that. And just kind of nudge them into attacking Rick War before he can get too powerful. I have an, another idea. What if we just convince Fishface that she can win? I mean... I'm saying, what I'm saying is, if Rick Ward is the more powerful player here, then through a combination of smooth talking and decisive action, we need to hobble Rick Ward. I think Fishface is one too smart for that. She kn- she's the kind of person who hold- knows exactly where the cards are before she deals before you you get what I mean right and two also I would like her not to be you know dusted ideally which this seems like a direction that would end with her dusted I don't give a shit about any of the other Cremorilla but I would like to say fish face if possible hey Colin Hmm. So going back to those that role that I made to know Fishface's personality. Yeah. So she's right or die for the Camarilla, but she is shrewd and presumably has a degree of self-preservation. Would she just like accept keeping her fucking head down while the city burns if she knows that she's that there's like no win for her? Or is she the type who will, like, insist on going out in a blaze of glory for her prince? Oh, oh no, she will not go out in a blaze of glory for her prince. Uh, What would more likely happen is that if the city starts to burn, she's out until he returns, and then she would help him get it back. Okay. So, so Cor, how about this? How about this? Instead of we convince her she can win, we convince her that she can't possibly And then what? And then she leaves. We convince her that she has to leave. She has to get out. She can't win. She's going to die if she tries. And then she leaves. Virginio's going to come back at some point. It's, I, I don't think any of us have the assassin skills necessary to kill somebody who's in the meeting with the inner circle. So he's coming back at some point. 
No, none of you are Banu Hook Hakim, so you do not. <laughs> no. So we convince her to leave. She'll come back once he does. But she's gone from the city while we deal with Ward. So we do that just to get her out of the city instead of letting her play Rick Ward. Because and I'm fine if, with that, sure. Yeah, if we because the the goal is to make both parties as weak as possible. And for that, for Virginio's side, it's going to be whittling down every single name that he's appointed, whether by hook or by crook. And on Ward's side, it's probably going to mean Ward's death. It's probably going to mean Olsen's death. And I don't know about Malkavia Prime. I haven't been in the same room as them often enough to make judgments about their personality, but uh, I don't know. Apparently, they are the gestalt of a couple thousand. I don't actually know what our overall population numbers are. We should get that figured out at some point. Um, but yeah, it's. I don't know how they're going to react to all of this. I don't know if they'd be willing to go Anarch. That'd be a sight. Hey, Colin. Huh. Do you want to roll? I don't want to roll politics. Okay. Do you want to I want to roll something different. Yeah, what do you want to roll? Could I roll... Medicine. <laughs> no. Uh, I shall still roll intelligence. How about that? Yeah. Uh, could I roll intelligence plus insight? Yes, you may. I will give you insight because... because. Uh, okay, cool. I'll roll these six dice. Yeah. All right, yeah, go for it. I was going to originally say wits, but like... Holy shit! <laughs> I got that. one six. Yeah, I'm gonna spend a willpower. Uh, okay. Yeah. I got one success That's on fair. three dice. Um, yeah. Sorry, six dice. Six dice. Yeah. There, there you go. go. That's three more four successes. Four is the target number I was uh, looking for. So here's the thing about Malkavia Prime that you have kind of learned through cultural osmosis and also being in the same room as it for a while Malkavia Prime's whole thing is that it believes it is the cumulative knowledge of every Malkavian from 7th generation onward and you have sort of figured out that their entire goal is to live long enough for the Malkavian antediluvian to come back and commit Dialbre on Malkavia Prime so that way they can absorb the knowledge of everything they have missed. Okay, so they only care about their own survival and they'll just throw in with whoever is the best chance. Correct, because if they die, then that's knowledge completely lost to Malkavia, I think. Question. Hmm. Why are they on Rick's side then? Because they think that's the, mo the best chance for survival. Yeah, yeah, why? Why do they think that? What do they know? Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, take a look at the disciplines. Take a look at their discipline list. Premonition. Premonition! Wait, so, so is this like an ontological prophecy loop? They saw themselves joining Rick Ward, so they joined Rick Ward? 
No, they saw Rick Ward winning, and so they joined Rick Ward. But so much shit has changed because, like, their original vision was you taking care of the Civil the War, was of you taking care of the Anarchs, and then coming and, uh... No, hold on, hold on. I'm trying to remember, like, my train of thought here. Was it just leaving the Civil War for last, like we actually planned to do? Yes, it was leaving the Civil War for last, and so they saw, like, Virginia leaving, they saw everything getting to this point, so they're like, you know what? At this point, maybe it is Rick Ward who will be the winner, so they decided to go join with him, because that's the best chance of survival. You can convince Malkavia Prime, no, the best chance of survival is the Anarchs, they'll go, okay. Okay, whatever. I'm easy, whatever. <laughs> as long as it means I can be eaten later, sure. Looking like a snack. <laughs> no, it very much isn't. <laughs> when you be looking like a snack, but the person that you're waiting to eat you hasn't isn't going to wake up until the end of days. <laughs> I know that feeling. Uh, so we could make that case and then it's fucking Ward Olsen and whatever primogens to be Ward has appointed okay so we convince Fishface to get out of Chicago until Virginia returns we conv- we have to convince her that she can't win is what it is and then Salem, you convince Malkavia Prime to switch sides, and then we convince Ward that he's never going to have a better opportunity, and just force him to jump now, and I guess then we're just back on track of let the two sides burn each other out, and whoever's left over, we sweep in with the Anarchs. I have a question. Do we, in character, or at least, does anyone know, like, actually know Malkavia Prime's dis- disciplines? Yeah, the known disciplines are all in character. Like, there are disciplines that I have on here that it has that you do not know. Okay. Can we use that angle for Fish Face? Like, hey, Malkavia, Malkavia Prime settled up with Rick Ward. There's probably a good reason for that. Uh, they kind of hate each other. Yeah, so. but... That might that hate might does not, not mean like they respect like Fishface would know that Malkavia Prime sees the fucking future. If Malkavia Prime is siding with Rick Ward, maybe there's a reason. Can we press that yeah. angle? A personal dislike should not, I think, for Fishface come at the cost of True. massive tactical errors. True, Fishface is extremely smart. She would not like let feelings get in the way of actual logic and you know you bring up a good point if you bring up the point good enough uh, she'll be like actually yeah that's probably uh, eh, eh. so yeah that's that's probably a button we can push and we actually do know for a fact that Rick Ward called in the second inquisition yes yes this face doesn't know that the second inquisition is no longer an issue right now yes um, she does well, we does told- she yeah, yeah, she does. She was that, there. Okay, I forget things. I forget things. 
It's happening. Never mind. I forget. Okay, so yeah, just to recap, uh, we brought the two Second Inquisition people we captured to her lair and convinced Frederick to pull all of his people out of Chicago, basically with her in the next room. So she knows what's up. Shortly before killing Aaron. Yeah. (laughs) The beloved character Aaron. Who? The blonde one. She got like, damn. She got like three lines. Yeah, real real shame that. Yeah. Um, She also, yeah, probably does know that did we? God, hold on. Let me try and remember here real quick. Uh, I'm just going to deafen myself so nobody interrupts. So let's think of things that we can use. Like, Virginia's going to be yeah, out of yeah. yeah, Salem asked about Rick Ward during the interrogation. So Fishface also knows that Ward is the one who called the Second Inquisition in. What were you going to say? I was just... Like, let's think of things we can actually use then. So, like, number one, like, number one is Malkavia Prime can, seize the, can see the future and sided with Rick Ward. Mm-hmm. Two, Virginia is going to be out of the country for several years. And without Virginia's influence, the Camarilla are going to be dis- in disarray at the, in the best of times. Those are both true, yes. <sighs> number three and she wouldn't know this because it just happened. Stank Eye has stepped aside, but that does kind of... We would need to... Okay, so like the reason Stank Eye stepped aside is kind of incriminating. It is, but we can lie about it? Yes, but she's shrewd. Yeah, we would probably have to roll good on our liar dice, but we could Does just say. Does have good lying dice? I don't have good lying dice. Salem's got good lying dice. I've kind of got good lying dice. I've more got like good convincing people dice. Well, no, we don't even have to say why. Like, Stank Eye is probably just like gone. Well, he's he's been gone more or less. I- Colin has said nobody has seen hide nor hair of him or, and lived to tell the tale of it since two years ago, Halloween. You guys, you guys basically are the first people to have seen him and live to tell about it in months. Okay, so like maybe this, maybe without Virginio to command Stank Guy, maybe he's just like just gonna wait. Well, I mean, he's gonna do exactly what he's going to do: is wait, uh, wait this out and decide whoever's the, with the winner. So, like, yeah, she doesn't he, have Stank Eye to back up. Yeah, he's an opportunist with zero loyalty. So, with the city as up in the air as it's going to be, he's not going to throw his lot in with anybody. He's just going to wait for somebody to come out on top and then throw in behind them so that he can keep being his worst self. <laughs> he wants to keep doing his job and nobody here is worth dying for. So that's a major weapon against Rick that she does not have access to. Yeah. You know, telling her straight up that we're no longer on her side might actually be the nail 
in the coffin. Or she so could just speak. kill us. She could just try to kill us right then and there. No, no, because remember, Stankai, remember what Stankai said. He was specifically turned into a ghoul and then later vampirified because Stank, because Fishface is not good at fighting and she needed muscle. Oh, yeah, that's a fair point, but I don't want to be mean to Fishface. <laughs> She's got 8th gen privilege on us, so she wouldn't be helpless, but she, yeah, I'm sure Cora could take her in a fight if it came down to it. Oh, yeah. sailing together. I know you don't want to do that. We're just <laughs> we're, we're voicing ideas here. I don't want to kill uh, my weird kind of mom. You could always stake her. That wouldn't kill her. She would just be. That's also staked. just really damn rude. <laughs> so yeah, it's it sounds like we have a bunch of buttons we can push to convince her that she can't possibly win this, and her best move is to get out of Chicago. Wait for Virginia to come back. Yeah, and return with Virginio and try and pick up the pieces. And then we kill Virginio when he gets back, because I don't fucking give a shit about him. Yeah, he'll probably have to go, and it'll be pretty easy by the time he gets back, because if it is on the order of years, then the Anarchs will have plenty of time to turn... He's going like, to like step out of the airport, and it's just going to be like all of the Anarch... Anarchs just like in like Greece in like greaser outfits snapping their fingers. <laughs> One of them's got a bunch of beer bottles on their fingers, clanking them together. Montenero <laughs> come, come out, out to play. play. The fabled Chad Morpheus, twelve feet tall, strides out from the crowd. Cracks his knuckles, cracks his neck picks up Virginio and crushes him in the matter of a beer can. <laughs> God, who is anyway. the one who's the one person who has like the really obviously fake name? Frederick Steele? No. The, the vampire no, who very obviously took a fake name when he turned. Oh, I mean, um... Aside from Fishface. And Stankai. I guess it's them. Stankai's real name is Chad Morpheus. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be 100% honest. Stankai has gone by Stankai so long, even he doesn't remember what he, his actual fucking name is. Smell ocular. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, and, uh,. It sounds like we have a plan. At least a step one. There's one more thing that I've been wanting to do. Mm-hmm. And... Wait, okay, question. In character, does Salem, Salem knows that uh, Jonathan is a caitiff, right? I, oh, that's actually a good question. That is a good question. Does so? Does Virginio know? Virginio does know. Yes, he doesn't actually particularly care though, which is why, like, whenever you've interacted with him, he's just like, whatever about it. Would he have told Salem? Um, I think he would because that would make Salem's job more efficient. 
maybe not particularly easier, but more efficient to know exactly what is going on with Jonathan Re Clan. Which is to say, you don't have one. Yeah, First so day easy. on the job, just get a fucking dossier about my friends. <laughs> so yeah, you, you know, not because I told you, but you do know. Oh, that makes this more awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, I was going to bring up that thing that I think I brought up the other day, which was, hey, we should really, like, see what's happening with the, like, caitiff and thinblood populations of Chicago. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I think even if Salem knew, I mean, even if Salem does know, Salem, they're too polite to, like, actually, actually, like, just let on that they know. So they'd probably just be like, well, if only I knew a caitiff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is even worse somehow. But there's a thing I've been wondering. There's a thing that I've been thinking about. I don't know how big the thin blood population of Chicago is. And uh, fairly sizable, but they're really spread out. <laughs> and this is Boo. It took a minute to register. No, no I got no, it. I, I'm just I, ignoring I got, you. I got it and I just needed to process it in my brain to the correct reaction and it was to boo you. Ah, so it seems that my brain is the slowest today. <laughs> because they're thin bloods. Oh, I thought it was more clever than that. No, no, it's not. I am not a clever person. <laughs> I make the barest level puns I can. And surface level puns, if you will. <clears throat> and, well, not necessarily the same, by extension, groups that are not necessarily politically engaged. There have to be more than a few caitiff in Chicago. I feel like of the groups that are politically disenfranchised in this city, it would behoove us to get them on our side. They're obviously not a monolith, but it's not as if they're worthless, and I'd rather not see them all. I'd rather not see people fight and die for something that doesn't matter to them. Hey, Colin. Yes. What's the anarch like attitude towards caitiff and thin bloods? For caitiff, they happily take in caitiff uh, because most because it's really not usually Camarilla policy to even acknowledge that Caitiff exists, and if you do, you're basically third-class citizens in a system that already will treat you like a second-class citizen if you're, uh, if you're fucking just, like, not a certain pedigree. Like, there's, there's certain considered, there's certain clans considered highbrow and lowbrow, and while Tremere is highbrow, like, you being a Caitiff is extremely low that's the only reason like you were even considered to be taken in and that that like maybe you hit it and you were just pretended to be a tremere long enough for them to not care can i just like ask an unrelated but serious question hmm. why are brows considered an indication of status hmm. however because of that 
uh, KDF are mostly disenfranchised by the or by the Camarilla, so they're really easily drawn into the Anarchs, and so the Anarchs are more amicable to having them around. They still don't trust them, but they're like, yeah, you, you shouldn't just be tossed out on your ass just because you don't feel like you're this thing, or don't feel like you're this thing. Um, Thin Bloods... Uh, ape, uh, it, it's literally from Phrenology. It's literally skull shape is the key to your intelligence. Oh, uh, damn it. It's uh, always racism. It's always racism. <laughs> it's um, always racism. <laughs> uh, as far as thin bloods are concerned, almost sort of the same deal, but they're a lot more sketchy about thin bloods because especially anarchs who believe in like the more who are more likely to believe the cane thing and all the um the more like religious side of like you know yeah. this is an actual this is like an actual curse from god thing uh they it depends on the anarch individually obviously but thin bloods are typically seen as a sign of the end times that their time is running short and that Gehenna is almost upon them. So it's a it's a little less welcoming for Thin Bloods than it is for Caitiff, but most of the time Thin Bloods and Caitiff will more lean towards Anarch in a city that it is a little more fair than Chicago was a couple years ago. Yeah, so I'll answer Salem. Well the Anarch's just they fucking adore Katif. Oh, they can't get enough of them. Them being unattached to clans makes them uh, prime pickings for the sort of political organization that is all about decentralized power. Thin Bloods, on the other hand, it's it really comes down to a personal thing, which I think actually means it comes down to a tone at the top kind of deal depending on how the community leaders feel about thin bloods is how the anarchs broadly will feel about them in a given region and i mean that varies your unfortunately your politics doesn't inform whether you think that there are signs of the end times or just really weird vampires I was actually going to go talk to Harlem tonight about Luke, so I could probe him for that. I would appreciate it. All right, so it sounds like you guys are splitting up. Uh, yeah. Or is going to go talk to Fishface. Thalem is going to go talk to Malkavia Prime, and Jonathan is going to go talk to Harlem. Not that I think Kor is incapable, but since Salem has all the talky dice, do the two of them want to go together to talk to Fishface? I don't... Let me see. Do I have talky dice? I think you have Intimidation, and that's about it. Yeah, I have Intimidation. I don't want to... I can... I have one point in, like, etiquette. <laughs> and zero points in Persuasion. I don't remember why I put that point in etiquette. Oh, uh, wait, no, I do, actually. It's because I was te technically a trained member of the um, Black Hand, mm -hmm. 
so I probably know who not to mouth off to. Ah, yes. Okay, so then... If we need to find Fish Face, I can find Fish Face. <laughs> I mean, like, you are trying to scare Fish Face off, so intimidation might be just the bag, but... Just have the two of you work in tandem. Cor yeah. can talk about violence and why Fishface will lose at violence, and Salem will offer the alternative. Also, Salem, do you really feel like going up to, like, try to convince a primogen to leave town alone? I mean, yeah, it'd be more fun to go with more people. Yeah, he's a, like a, he's a seventh generation. They could probably yeah. kill you with mind bullets. Yeah, and then after we finish with those, we'll reconvene, we'll hit up Malkavia Prime, and then ideally we come out victorious on that one, and then we turn around and start pressing Rick Ward's buttons. As I, as I think our plan of attack. Sound good, everybody? Yep. It seems like our only option. Well, no, we could do a lot of really stupid things. Seems like our best option. <laughs> All right. So then, Jonathan, you head to Dr. Harlan Greaves's place. Uh, yeah, of course I tell him I'm coming. Yeah. Um, he says, uh, give me just a few minutes, and then, um, and then when you get there, you understand why, because you see another car parked out. In front, in front of his house, uh, he's probably taking care of a patient, and then uh, you see the patient leave, and uh, Harlem's face is wrapped up in uh, the bandages again, um, mostly because he tries playing off as a burn victim uh, and doesn't want to freak people out with his uh, with his burns, so he just covers it up, and then um, and then he sees you like. I guess standing there, or I, I guess you have a car. You have a car. Uh, he'll see you in your car, and then he'll like wait for you to come in. All right. All right. Uh, at which point he uncovers his mouth a bit, uh, the mouth part of it, so that way he's not as muffled. And uh, he says, I'm starting to see a lot of you. Not that I mind, but I'm starting to see a lot of you. Yes. Is he, well, is he flirting? <laughs> <laughs> No, he does. He does not have nearly enough high of humanity to enjoy sex anymore. Doesn't mean he can't enjoy romance. True. People enjoy sex. <laughs> uh, well, you're seeing a lot of me because uh, I don't know. You're you were the one we spoke to first, and uh, that kind of makes you like our point of contact. Fair enough. Also, at that meeting there, it kind of seemed like everybody was listening to you. So while you maybe don't have, like, official leadership position, it kind of seemed like the person to establish tone at the top. Eh. I don't like it, but it's not my choice in the Anarchs, apparently. Well, that's how it goes with decentralized power. Too true. Everybody wants you to be in charge. Hey, guess what? So, um, I want to talk politics with you. I don't know too much about him, but 
Let's go for it. All right, all right, all right. So, have you heard the news that Virginio Montanero is not in the city? Well, his investigation is garbage. One moment, I have to roll to see if I know that. No, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say with a four intelligence, but no investigation. He's gonna be like, no, that was actually news to me. Yeah, uh, apparently the inner circle have decided he is performing suboptimally, and he needs to come in for a stern talking to. <laughs> Just like middle management to pull someone out during the middle of the troubles to con- to chide them about their troubles. Yeah, and um, the inner circle are all old vampires, like old, old. So he's in the Middle East, and he's going to be there for probably at least a couple months might tip over into a couple of years. I see. So, Fishface has been named Iterum Prince, and one of my coterie would like her to survive, so we are trying to get her out of the city. And that means that they are going to be left with Annabelle, who is brand new, and a whole bunch of people who are even more brand new, representing Virginio's interests. Also, I don't know if whatever people you sent to handle the Sabbat have gotten back to you, but Stankai has recused himself from this. Sounds like my sire, all right? Yeah. So, uh, the Virginio side is currently almost non-existent, and we are going to try and make it basically non-existent. Which means that all that's left is Ward. We are also going to try and get Malkavia Prime to join the Anarchs. They are princely concerned with their own self-preservation, so they'll switch sides if they think it's in their best interests. Excellent. I've heard stories about Malkavia Prime. They seem like an interesting thing. So you can't even use individual because they insist they're not. Uh, so, ideally, by the end of the night, it's Ward and Olsen versus a bunch of nobodies. We are going to try and tip Rick Ward into starting the fire while the kindling is dry. Are your people ready to jump in on that? Let's see here. Uh, I need to look up names real quick. Give me a second. Um, Well, I know Michael and James would be. I can't say about the... mm, I know we got those two relatively new ones. Uh, The Grand and Long, they would probably be ready at a moment's notice as well. Uh, yes, all of the gangrels and the brujas are ready to throw hands at the drop of a hat. I'm, I'm aware of this much. Barnes probably would be able, would probably be ready at the drop of a hat as well. Cleveland, I don't see her jumping in immediately. She likes to play the long game, typical Ventrue. Um, 
Nadia. I don't even know if Nadia's in the city right now. And... Chandra... Chandra could go either way. But let's just say, for sure, we have enough people to start out with in, while we wait for the others to get ready. Yeah. And I mean, especially considering that the Camarilla essentially lost all of their competent physical fighters in a single night, just all of them. I, I think we are in the best position I here. I wouldn't say all of them. I have known a couple of Ventru who are very good at fighting. But I okay. get what you mean. Alright, good, good, good. So, I think just for the next couple of nights, everybody needs to lace up their boots as soon as they wake up and be ready to be out the door. Because it's going to pop off and it's going to be our best opportunity to sweep the entire city. There is going to be the issue that Virginia will eventually come back unless you have somebody on your side who can infiltrate ancient vampire cabals and conduct an assassination, which it's, I, I don't know what kind of resources you got at your disposal. Nobody like that is in my little black book, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. So he's going to come back at some point and we'll have to deal with him then, but we can turn this city into a place that's completely uninhabitable to him in the meantime. Sounds fantastic. Yeah, um, so that's item one. Item number two is... I... That, uh... Last night, that guy that uh, got abducted, and I sent everybody to... I, I asked you to help me get a hold of him. Right. Yeah. So, um, oh, by the way, the the guy who picked him up, did you happen to, like, track him down or anything? He, he's a threat to all of us. I think he's some sort of religious fanatic. No. Whoever he is, he's very good at getting away and hiding. And even better at scrubbing a digital trail. We tried looking in the city cameras, and we couldn't find him at all. Okay. We're going to have to get him solved, too, in the very near future. Um, so that guy that you picked up, or that, that guy that you helped me with, the one I called you for, he is a very dear friend of mine, and I am worried about his future. Because he is a thin blood. And he helped us, my little coterie, take down Pilzer two years ago. And as a reward for that, Virginio named him an honorary 13th generation. And so he has been treated as such because top-down organizations have the ability to declare that. And I'm worried that this very dear friend of mine is going to be treated worse with you in charge of the city. He sits and he thinks. And he goes, I hold no particular ill towards thin bloods. At least, personally, I don't. To me, they're just as much vampires as the rest of us. 
they died, they were brought back, they deserve the title. That being said, I would not bring up the fact that your friend is a thin blood around James. He's very much a believer that thin bloods are a sign of Gehenna. Now, I don't know how much you know about Gehenna being in the Camarilla. How much do you know about Gehenna? I know enough. Fair enough. I have one point in occult and three points in politics. I know enough. Yeah, yeah, you you know it's basically vampire uh, Armageddon. So, uh, <laughs> my sire saw to it that I have been thoroughly educated. Very well. So, try not to bring that up around James. As for the rest of them, I don't know their feelings toward thin bloods, or they just don't have a strong feeling one way or another. Okay, and and that's great. The issue is is that you barons are not the only anarchs in this city. You have people who listen to you. Whether you like it or not, you are by committee the tastemakers for the Chicago anarchs. And that pool is going to get a lot bigger assuming everything goes in our favor in the next couple of nights. So while it's great to know that there's, I don't know, six people in this city who don't have a problem with him, and, and you know, I can't make demands of you, but I would like it if we could get that number higher. I can't control the minds of every anarch in this city, James. The fact of the matter is, you're, this is a risk you're going to have to take. I'm not asking you to control people's minds here. I'm asking, as the group that everyone looks to for leadership, for guidance, because of your wisdom or experience or power or whatever it is that people care about that you have that they don't, that you just make an effort. Just make an effort to make these people's lives easier. I have always done my very best everything I've done before. I don't see why I should change that now that Chicago is changing power. I'm sorry, I have no idea how to interpret that sentence. It basically means that he's he will do his best. Okay. Yeah. I mean, your best is all I can ask for. So thank you for that much, at least. You're very welcome. It's the least I could do for someone who is basically trying to give us the city. Um, I suppose the other thing is, uh, have you given any thought to Chicago's caitiff population? The caitiff are always welcome in the Anarchs. We welcome them with open arms. Except sure. James, because he's a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, but I, I mean, like, have you put out feelers to recruit, like active recruitment? Active recruitment is a 
bit of a misnomer. People are more drawn to us, and then when they when they are drawn to us, we welcome them with open arms. We all we may suggest that they join, but we don't seek out specific individuals. However, that being said, we've got quite a considerable amount of caitiff in our little corner already. Oh, that's nice. Just can't help but think that, you know, Camarilla really don't look too highly on caitiff, and if they are going to be falling out of power within the next couple of nights, it might be wise to uh, galvanize that group. Maybe tell them that there's an incentive to lace up their boots and pick up some knives. Go ahead and either roll me roll me either charisma or manipulation plus persuasion. Alright, well both both of those traits are the same, but I feel charisma is more appropriate, so I'll roll that. Also gonna try and okay, give myself an extra die. Zero successes. You know what? Willpower? Fuck that. Fuck that noise. Okay, two. (laughs) Okay. He kind of just like tilts his head one way or another, and he goes, I will put considerate thought into it. Alright. All I can ask. Oh. Uh, that was all. They don't mean to, you know, only show up to talk business with you, but... Oh, it's a hectic time. I'm sure when <laughs> everything's f- settled down, you'll come over for a more cordial call. Sure. You don't eat, right? No. Okay, so we won't get coffee or anything. I would vomit it up. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, yeah, so, um, irons in the fire. I, I have to go meet up with the rest of my coterie to try and turn a gestalt entity to anarchy for the purpose of self-preservation. It's not a conversation I'm looking forward to. Could a vampire <laughs> eat a blood sausage if you don't include, like, the oatmeal and the fat? If, if they was... have humanity, nine, yeah. <laughs> All right. So. I think the idea is that there's some sort of, like, intangible aspect of the blood, which rapidly depletes once it leaves the body, so I don't think they could unless it was, like, made lickety split right in front of them, and then they would just, like, drink it and vomit up all the rest. All right. So, who are we going to try and tackle first? Other two? Are you going to go after Fishface, or are you going to go after Malkavia Prime? We're all meeting up for Malkavia, so I guess we're doing Fishface. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you go to the pier, you open up, or you crawl into one of the tunnels that like drain out into Lake Michigan crawl through the sewers and eventually you get to where fish face resides and she is currently there uh, going over some reports that was handed to her and she's looking over some uh, some other stuff like a map of the city and trying to determine like exactly what the hell's going on in there you know, she's just basically doing battle tactics things while also being... I forget what the fucking... There's like an actual term for it. Hold on. There's a term for someone who is like the prince's second in command while the prince is away. It takes over. Vizier. No. It's not it's, actually vizier. 
it's not actually this year. It's Reaches. Um, Steward. No, it's there's there's a Seneschal. That is that is what it's called. called I'm sorry. Did you try to say sensual there? Can you type out word for us? Uh, yeah, I'm about to copy. Just say paste regent, it. dude. Everyone knows that because it's Lord of the Rings. But is that a uh, is that a lore ver- or is that a lore noun? That is a lore noun. Uh, okay, so that's I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I'm not going to fucking say that. No, like all right, all right Google. What can you tell me about this fake Latin nonsense? <laughs> Seneschal is the correct pronunciation. Seneschal. All right. S- the steward or major domo of a medieval great house. Oh, it's just like actually. Steward. Just say steward. A governor or other administrative or judicial officer. Anyway, senior point position is filled by. Yeah. Point is, uh, she, she is currently doing princely stuff while the prince is away. So, she looks up at you guys and uh, she says, "Oh, uh, hello. I'm sorry. I'm a bit busy right now. I can't talk." very much. Uh, well, we thought we might come offer some friendly advice, seeing as we're on the, sort of the front lines of these ongoing events. We might know some things that you aren't privy to, and we thought we would uh, correct that. Wow, you just came right out and said it. <laughs> Cor, there's very few things that I'm not privy to. Okay, do you know what Stangai is up to? Because we do. <laughs> she raises her eyebrow at that and she goes, Okay. Sure. He's very good at hiding, even from me. I'm quite impressed with my... Well... Child, at times. We tracked him down to help uh, deal with the Sabbat. He was actually quite enthused at the prospect. I imagine he would be. And she, she does not look happy at all when you guys are talking about Stank Eye. And that job done, he's decided to step aside for the time being. He's going to wait and see how this all plays out. Of course he would. Of course he would. Yes, I felt you should know that. Well, I suppose it's better than actively taking pop part in trying to dismantle the Camarilla, she says, looking directly at you. Like, in the eyes. Mm. Come now, Kor, you know you couldn't hide it forever. I'd hope for a little longer, at least. So, what is it that you're here to do with the Sheriff, who, by the way, should not be the Sheriff anymore. I should let Virgin Neo know that as soon as I'm able to. Are you here to kill me? No. Are you here to offer no. Me? Actually, I'm trying to convince you to leave town. See, I can see the way the wind is blowing, and things are going to get very bad very quickly. Let me offer some evidence in addition to point number one of Stank Eye no longer being an asset. I understand Malkavia Prime is taking taken Rickward's side, is that correct? They were the first one to, honestly. Aside from Olsen, of course, but... And, um, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't, uh... Isn't their chosen discipline premonition? You bring up a good point. 
And as you all know, being a former colleague, Malkavia Prime values its continued existence above everything else. Yes, some sort of weird thing about wanting to be eaten by the antediluvian. I, I, I don't mean to talk. I don't mean to insult them. They just give me the willies. <laughs> They're just a creature born from mud and blood, Kor. What's so willy about that? Willy inducing about that? <laughs> I, I don't know. They just. But we can digress to talk about the wilderness. <laughs> anyway. Grandma, they creep me out. Please don't make me explain it. <laughs> nah, she, she wouldn't make you explain it. She's she's mostly just messing with you. So you're down one of your best assets. The person who can see the future is not on your side. And let's face it. Well... All, all due respect, you don't have quite the political clout that Virginio does. And Virginio could be away for a long time. So what you're saying is, I should pack my bags and head to... Milwaukee probably could use some... Intel every, gathering every once in a while. It's nice this time of year, yeah. Just keep your head down, pick up the pieces later. Uh, she looks at you, and then she looks at Salem, and she goes, Will the former sheriff allow me to leave? I don't see what I would get out of hurting you. You leaving would be in the best interest of my dear friend Kor and would be a non-violent solution. It would be in your best interest because it would mean no further conflict. And while personally I feel like we may be kicking this can down the road a little bit, Despite my better judgment, I don't dislike you. I would allow you to leave Chicago unhassled if you are willing. She thinks for a good long while. And then she just sort of looks up behind you two and just sort of shakes her head no at one corner and no at another corner. And then you can kind of just, like, feel two figures that have been watching you the entire time just sort of slink back. All right. <laughs> I feel like Oops, she get I didn't mean to. I didn't I mean to like roll she... aspects there. Sorry, I meant to open my thing. I, th I didn't know you had that. Oh, I would have rolled that for you. Like, I'm sorry. No, I... no, no. I, I I don't have that. All I have, I don't have um Sensei Unseen or whatever that is. Okay. That is the one I don't have. Okay. Okay. I, I have thought you just heightened senses, premonition, right. and scry the soul. Okay. All right. Good. So I did not screw up. You I didn't did screw not... up. No, I was okay. double checking for myself. Okay. All right. So, uh, what what was that? Ape. 
I just feel like I should... I have a reasonable awareness score. You do? Yeah. And I rolled it. Ah. <laughs> but yeah, they, they slunk back. They slink back, and um, and she goes, Very well. I shall head on out, and... Let's say... Even though I technically owe you both a favor, we'll just call it even by me telling the prince, not telling the prince immediately what happened. I'll wait until whatever you two are planning comes to fruition. I would really appreciate it. Sounds good to me. (laughs) Hey, Colin, can I roll insight? Yeah, go for to it. To see if she's trying to see if she's going to fuck us over somehow. I want to see how genuine she's being. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Uh, roll. Uh, wits plus insight? Yeah, that would be wits plus insight, I would think. I would like to use my hu- my inhuman lie detecting skills. Um, how does four dice do? Four successes? Um, she seems genuine in the fact that you have done her a solid so she's going to do you a solid and but you also know like once the anarchs have taken over she is handing a list of known anarchs to Virginio and being like hey this is who you have to worry about right well she's going to out us to Virginio and Virginio is going to suspect hey my my sheriff did not die in all of this and also, uh... Hey, the guys yeah. who killed the last prince? Not on your side anymore. Yeah. Mm. Turns out Regicide's fucking hobby of theirs. <laughs> if you're good at something... <laughs> God, that would be incredible if we just become known as the coterie that kills princes left and right. We're a bunch of 12th gen nobodies, but we're also this hyper dangerous urban legend and nobody <laughs> wants to have in their city. They say that some random 12th gens in Chicago killed two different princes within two and years. scared a third so bad that he hasn't come back to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Nines Rodriguez would love you guys. Honestly, if you guys ever go to LA, like Nines is going to. Well, he wouldn't buy you a drink because none of you. Well, John thinks. But you know what I mean. Buy you a drink is just code for like taking you to a club where everybody's down. Yeah. Public access schools. (laughs) So yeah, she goes. Very well. Give me the rest of the night to ensure that Rick Ward won't be able to make even more of a mess of things after I leave. Please ask her to be less cryptic. That could actually affect us enormously. I don't suppose you'd be willing to be a bit less cryptic about that. I want to ensure that he doesn't know who the primogens that are in line to replace the previous ones are, so that way he can off them for being loyalists to Virginio, on top of 
other similar things that would just make Virginio's existence even more difficult when he comes back. That's a reasonable thing to do, ensuring data security and OPSEC security before you leave. She nods and she says, it would only take the rest of the night. Well, we will probably never see each other again, mostly because if things go your way, I'm probably be dead before you see me again. And I have no real desire to and if the need arises, I would never have any desire to do the deed in person. And I just leave town. It has been nice knowing both of you. Core, I'm sorry that stank guy is such a fucking asshole. I am too. You're a little bit nicer. I mean, I'm sorry that he's an asshole too. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's, uh, she says, <laughs> "Don't edit that out." That's <laughs> no, that's, that's pretty funny. And she goes, she goes, "Yes, well, at least one of us only has to live with my biggest mistake of my own life." Um, I guess uh, it has been nice knowing you. Likewise. And she starts getting things ready to basically, you know, burn information she definitely does not want. Um, Rick Ward getting uh, ensuring other stuff does survive uh, for when she gets back and makes sure it's like in a secure location that Rick Ward couldn't find stuff like that you don't need to stick around for that OPSEC stuff if, that would and, okay. yeah even, even if you did stick around, want to stick around for that she definitely would not allow you to and uh, <laughs> she doesn't want us want to let us know what the camera, what the uh, uh, Virginio side of the Camarilla are doing, no, so that we can use it against them. Turns out she doesn't want Anarchs to have that information. It's fucked up. I thought she was a nice old lady. <laughs> Turns out she's not. Talk about my grandma that way. <laughs> it's more like your great great grandma, but okay. Grandma. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, uh, honestly, Fishface was going to be the easiest. Well, probably the easiest one. Uh, Malkavia Prime might even might be even easier. Who knows? Hey, we, we didn't even make this roll. <laughs> you rolled once. I, I rolled just to make sure that we weren't being lied to. All right. So then. We know where Malkavia Prime makes its lair. So let's just go there. Let us go to there. All right. Y'all yeah, meet, up, meet up. Y'all meet up in front of Malkavia uh, <laughs> Prime's place. How'd we do, team? Well. It went a lot easier than I expected. Uh, Fishface completely knows we were Anarchs, though. Okay. Just putting that out there. Um, neat. I'm glad I'm not fucking dusted then, I guess. I don't think she's told anyone else and probably won't. I appreciate that. That's a weird favor for her to pay us. Yeah. I won't question it. I won't question the good deeds of others. I 
for now. I can never really get a finger on uh, what exactly is going through her head. So is there a doorbell or... Uh, Malkavia Prime just opens up the door because he because they sense one of their children is outside the door. And uh, I was going to say, can you describe the boiling cauldron to us, Colin? The boiling cauldron is a is a bar, essentially. Um, It's not nearly as like. It's not like Singleton's uh, bar, like club, which is like all drum and bass all the time, and uh, and you know a place to go to party. But it's also like not super fancy upscale. It's it rings, however, to a very specific clientele, and that very specific clientele uh, basically dresses like Malkavia Prime and does weird ass poetry on a stage. It's a goth bar. It's a goth bar. It's a goth bar. I mean, with Rock a name like the, the Boiling bar. Cauldron, Rock like a, a name like bar. the Bo- Boiling Cauldron, did you really expect it to be anything but a goth bar? I expected uh, it to be like, um, like a trading card game shop. Might <laughs> <laughs> have been a restaurant. Hmm that like specialized in really spicy foods is my first thought. Serves a lot of Indian. Hmm. Knock off medieval times. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. All right. Anyway, Malkavia Prime like comes to the front, comes like to the uh, front door and opens it up and sees you, you all standing out there. And uh, it, it, go- it goes, oh, greetings. I just kind of elbow Salem, like to take the lead here, Sheriff. Take the lead here, Malkavian. <sighs> Normally, I would say greetings, Primogen, but I don't think we are quite in the same hierarchies currently. So, greetings, Malkavia Prime. No, I believe that this particular specimen in front of me decided to join the Anarchs several nights ago. Oh my god, does everyone know? Oh, you are in the Anarchs too. Can we like take this to an office where people (laughs) can't hear us talk? I suppose this would breach masquerade, yes. And then uh, they, they start heading to an office uh the I want them to have just a completely normal office with their <laughs> first is. dollar framed and everything. Yeah, no, no, it kind of is actually. It's super, like it. It's super. Well, part of it is a normal office, and then part of it is like weird, like goth office, and then part of it is like a like a part like like. And Alkivia Prime has like five different ways that wanted to decorate and could not decide on one, so it kind of went for all of them at once. However, the 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 first dollar is framed on the wall. Yes. Like the very first dollar yeah. ever. Large gothic frames with motivational posters that say, keep hanging in there. <laughs> on one wall, there's like a framed photo of Malkavia Prime shaking hands with Reagan. And on another wall, there's a framed photo of Malkavia Prime shaking hands with Bella Lugosi. 
Malkavia Prime looks exactly the same in all pictures. Yes. The only way to guarantee failure is to never try. <laughs> <laughs> they dressed as a pitch perfect hyper extra goth even in like the fucking 1700s. Exactly. <laughs> fucking revolutionary war is on and they're stomping around with a fucking musket and a bayonet <laughs> dressed like that. <laughs> A wood cutting of Malkavia Prime shaking hands with Washington. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, okay, okay. Guys, we need to bring it in. Alright. So, it sits down at its desk and, uh, and goes, So, uh, may I ask why you have all come here tonight? Well, we've come to talk politics. In the, uh, to be specific, I'm curious why an entity such as Malkavia Prime would choose to side with Rick Ward. In your own words. We foresaw Rick Ward striking at a moment when Virginia Montanero's forces were at its weakest and claiming Chicago, at least at the moment. The very fact that Virginio is no longer in the city and therefore relatively safe from Rick Ward means that they can always come back and reclaim it later, which I do not put it past Virginio to do so. They had been waiting to take the city from Pilsner for at least a century by the, by this point. Wait. Waiting to? Yes. It was an open secret that Virginia wanted to wish to become prince. The position of Primogen was mostly given to him to placate him. And so he sat and he waited. And Pilzer thought he was mostly safe until he wasn't. Of course, the fact that Pilsner was not Pilsner probably boosted Virginia's plans by 50 years or so. All right, well, you say you started down this path because you saw it happening. Have you rechecked recently? We admit that we have not attempted to force a premonition since the recent defection of the very people that were sent to try and keep the Camarilla held together. No. Well, I've, uh, I've never actually seen Salem do it, so I don't know if it, like, makes you vulnerable anything, but I think we all can promise that we won't try anything if you would like to try now. Alright. It closes its eyes, and then you know, then they open them back up and, like, it's just pure white. Like, the eyes aren't didn't milk over. The, like, the just the eyeballs are just, like, up at the like, staring. Glazed over. Yeah, it's just completely glazed over to the point where, like, they're probably seeing what would be their brain if they had one. Um, and then, after a while, it, uh, it stops and they look at you and they go, hmm. I see. Quite an interesting predicament. 
We've killed princes before. We'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that new information, what do you think your next best move is? Hmm. We can see joining the Anox to be beneficial to our long-term goals. We would, however, like some sort of acknowledgement that we would be welcomed and that we would not be hunted down and killed before our true time is up. Uh, I have to ask, why do you think that the Anarchs would hunt down and snuff you out? Oh, I can... I can actually... I can short-circuit this, actually. Mm -hmm. Salem. Mm -hmm. Dominate me. Compel me to tell the truth. Uh. <laughs> uh, no, I, no, for real. Compel the me to tell the truth. Crab apple. Okay. <laughs> Compel me to tell the truth. Ask me what Harlem Greaves said about Malkavia Prime earlier tonight. <laughs> Salem fucking smiles. And I don't even have to fucking roll for this, but you, I guess you'd have to roll against it if you wanted to resist, but uh, you know, I'm going if, to... If you can willingly fail a roll, it's fine. Yeah. I am compelling Jonathan. Tell me what Harlem Greaves said about Malkavia Prime earlier tonight. He is interesting and excited at the prospect of having Malkavia Prime join the Anarchs. Yeah, I was going to have you roll, but that's a fucking brilliant way of just subverting having to roll for it. So, yeah, uh, you go. What does that uh, feel like? <laughs> Imagine uh, slightly unpleasant. Are you asking what it feels like to be dominated? Yes. Well, well you're still come down to tell the truth. <laughs> there's always fit life. No, 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 no. It's a very... <laughs> I get the one question, okay? Not that funny, Colin. No, it is that funny. No, I knew what you were doing. I just chose to ignore you. <laughs> See, this is why you're a terrible sub. <laughs> anyway. Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, so now KVA Prime will go very well. We see no reason not to join the Anarchs at this time. However, we are going to relatively keep quiet about this, as it has proven to be fairly beneficial for your lot as well. Not all of us can be Yvonne Long or Centrine the Grand. Yes, uh, actually, that serves our purpose as well. If you are, in fact, going to be on our side, it will serve us nicely to have Ward think he has more power than he actually does for the next couple of nights. So who's left on Ward's side that we actually know about? Olsen. Gary? Does Gary Olsen. actually like Ward? Oh, yeah. Is yeah. They're best yeah. friends, honestly. Yeah. They are <laughs> bosom buddies. 
the one person in Chicago who likes Horde. <laughs> and the one person in Chicago who likes Olsen. <laughs> and the two dudes in Chicago who like Malort. <laughs> no, nobody likes Malort. I really wish that I would have the opportunity to use that, use the favor that Olsen technically owes me. But I don't think I can go. Gary, you owe me a favor. Defect to the Anarchs. <laughs> no, literally not even defect to the Anarchs, just fucking leave Chicago. Gary, I've got 10 pieces. I've got 12 pieces of silver here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, okay, Via Prime will go. All right. Very well. I suppose our business is done here. Very much so. They nod and they then turn to Jonathan and go, Jonathan. If you wish to enjoy your, if you wish to indulge yourself, please feel free to say. The other two, I know you would not enjoy it. I might come back. I, I think we have enough hours left in the night that we have more work to get done. Uh, it nods and then says, "Well then, I we will allow you to do your work." Everybody shuffles back into the car, and as soon as we get back in there, quickly get back in the car. A high five all around. The Ghibli's the entire time. This is not how I expected that to go. I'll be honest. They are a little weird. I'm a little weird. I I, I mean, same. We're all a little weird. Seriously, the Ghibli's <sighs> real bad. <laughs> I believe you. So, I don't even know we got why. fish face. Like they're a perfectly pleasant person. It's just, ugh. Mm-hmm. It's my skin to crawl. I don't know why. Well, thankfully, you probably will never have to interact with them again. Hey, night's getting better. So, uh, I assume you all got fish face out of the city. Yeah. Not yet, but they're uh, well, they're heading out. Yes, cool. they're disposing so. of incriminating information that would help Rick Ward in his conquest of the city for leaving the city by the end of the night. Neat. So, that means Fishface is taken care of, and Malkavia Prime is taken care of. My business with the good doctor is taken care of. So, who wants to go talk to the only prince in town and try and convince him to make a very unintelligent move? Do we have time? Calm. Oh yeah, you have time. You, you, if like it would be pretty, cl- you'd be cutting it pretty close. But yeah, you have time. I really hope we don't run into Ward, and he also knows that we've defected. No, honestly, Fishface and Malkavia Prime would be the only two that would know. Just Mal- Malkavia, Malkavia Prime. Prime knows because they have a weird psychic co- connection to every other Malkavian, so they're just in Salem's brain, and Fishface is a fucking info wizard. So, <laughs> that they or they premonitioned it. <laughs> well, if they premonitioned yeah. it, they would have, like, left town already. Yeah, no. Ward doesn't have good reason to know. Yeah, Ward, Ward does, does not have good reason to know. He's not going to, like... Honestly, you talk to the two vampires in the entire town that know. 
Other than the Anarchs. Other than the Anarchs, yeah. Alright. So, who wants to go talk to a guy who can't zip his pants up, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's a reference to the joke that I made a couple sessions ago where I said he gets his dick caught in a zipper on the oh, night. Right. Oh, fuck, you're right. <laughs> All right. Wow. Yeah. I can't walk and chew gum at the same time. <laughs> I guess we're going to have to set up another meeting with Prince Ward. We yep. stop at a gas station. I need to get some. I want to get some fruit strap to see if I want to find something out. Okay. No. No. Cor goes into a gas station, buys a pack of the juicy fruit, fucking <laughs> throws up all over the floor of my car. Just pulls out little list, scratches out gum, <laughs> things I can consume, blood, anyway. scratch, 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 scratch. <laughs> All right. Okay. So yeah, um, Rick Ward will give you the same place to meet as before, which is the stained glass museum. So, how are we gonna do this, though? Like, how are we convincing him to try and take out the, uh, the, what do you call it? The Camarilla, the other Camarilla. Well, the line that we're pressing is that we, he's never going to get a better opportunity. Virginio's out of the city. Fishface is leaving. So it's just a bunch of nobodies with no real political clout. All right, but why is he going to take that information from us? What motivation would we have to tell him he's going to want to know that? We are throwing in behind the best shot in town. Hmm. Nobody knows that we're Anarchs yet. So, so long as he thinks we're loyal to the Camarilla, we're throwing in behind the best Camarilla in the city. I mean... Virgin Hill might be... Virginio might not be back for years, and so, you know, it's Ward either takes a couple of years to set up and then comes in and then Virginio returns when everything is unstable, or Ward acts now, takes over the city, and has a couple of years to build his base to be ready for when Virginio comes back. The latter is less chaotic for us. This is all self-interest on our part. Not All to right. keep pressing this particular button, but hey, we thought about it and realized the guy who can see the future is on your side. Also that too. That's a good yeah. button to press. I'm only worried that he is going to want us to participate. Doesn't hinge all of his actions on our participation. Would basically be fine because he could start acting and then we just like drag our feet and eventually wander off into some alleyway and smoke a bowl. Oh, you know what we could actually do? We could tell him that Virgin Neo had offered or had, uh, had sent us to deal with an Anarch incursion and 
you know, we are the liaison between them and Virginio. And then with Virginio out of the city, the Anarchs are wondering if they can maybe get a bigger slice of the pie by uh, working for the other guy. We're just here representing their interests because that's the job we were given. We're still doing that job. It's now in our interests for this to happen, this to, for somebody to win, and you are our best bet. We are playing the chips that we have. Yeah. That's. That's cogent. I like it. All right. So, are you happy with that plan of attack before I move on? Yeah, sorry. Okay. All right. So then. You guys get to the stained glass window or stained glass museum. The single stained glass window. Yeah, yeah. the single stained glass window in the entire city. Now you get to the stained glass museum. Uh, it's Rick Ward meets you fairly deep in the same location. Once again, he is flanked by two guys. Um, you're not sure if they're ghouls, if they're full fledged vampires, but they are definitely muscled to protect him. And he looks at you guys and... I, before we start talking, I'd like to sense the unseen, if I may. Oh, yeah, go for it. Can I just do a basic awareness check? Yeah, go for it. Uh, okay, awareness and what? Intelligence? Um, wits? Wits, usually? Wits. Yeah, it's usually wits. All right, well, I've got three successes on sense the unseen. Okay. I got... Two successes. Yeah, two successes. Uh, between the two of you, yeah, there's definitely at least one hidden uh, Nosferatu around here as well. Or it might not even be a Nosferatu. It might be a Malkavian. There's definitely something using Obfuscate around here. All right. Well, I'm going Rather. to look directly at them, like very pointedly look directly at them to let them know you are a known quantity. Don't start shit. <laughs> I mean, I don't think... I think... I don't think that's how... Uh, I think you know that they're there, just that not exactly where they are, because, like, your eyes would still glaze over them. It's not, it's not like turning Hold invisible. On. It's just a, it's just a, I can't perceive you feel. Let, let me see what the, okay. like, actual yeah, I, is. I, that's, that's what I think it is. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, so go ahead and read that up. And go ahead and, um... Uh, oh, it doesn't actually... I, might I think not it would be. Uh, I think it would be under. I think no. I think it would be under like general Auspex rules, or instead of but like. Let me look at the whole rule because I might not have copied everything correctly. Oh, okay. All right. Let me see. Senses of the vampire become attuned to dimensions beyond the mundane, allowing them to sense presences otherwise hidden from the naked eye. This can be anything from another vampire using obfuscate to someone using Auspex to spy upon the character to. Upon the character to a ghost in the middle of the room. Yeah, right, so, so it doesn't actually like say whether I like can see them or anything. Yeah, I don't think you. I don't think you can. I think it is mostly just a um a you know something is there, so it won't get like bonus dice when it if if and when it decides to attack you. All right. I'm remembering something for the third fucking time tonight, and I'd like to have it go off. Okay. Hey, Colin. Hmm? We discussed that, uh, the, the fact that when you take your first pip in blood sorcery, you get a ritual. Right, yes. So, 
I would like to have that be finished. Okay, yeah. So yep, it's finished. Right. So I have to make a ritual roll now, which is the level of the ritual plus one. So in this case, two. I have to meet or okay. beat two. Okay. Roll is intelligence plus discipline. Hold on. I think it's intelligence plus, plus blood discipline. sorcery. Yep. Yep. It's intelligence plus blood sorcery. I matched my dots on the macro. I would like to have two of these made. Okay. You can make them in equal number to your dots in resolve. And my resolve is three. Okay. So I'm going to make this roll twice. All right. One, two. Excellent. So you succeed both times. Okay. So before we walk in, I reach into my coat pocket and I pull out a pair of small red stones and I hold them out to my compatriots and I say, just in in case things go really south in there, swallow these. Is this cyanide? I don't think that works on vampires. (laughs) I was about to say, it literally would not work on you. It's not cyanide. It's a... I take it and eat it. (laughs) It's a small amount of iron and three nights worth of my blood. Is this, is this a sex thing? No, Cora, this is not a sex thing. This is a blood magic thing. They're, they're trackers. Yeah, no, I, I don't even ask why I just do it. If it goes bad, not before. If no, I I want you to swallow it now so you don't have to try and swallow it later. This isn't going to make you more powerful or anything. But, like, I don't know if the room suddenly becomes full of magical darkness. I'll be able to put us all back to back. Uh, All right, sure. Just in case, you know. We've never had a reason not to trust you, Jonathan, so I'll go along with it. So, Excellent. Not going to tell my coterie that it actually lasts for a week, so I get to know exactly where you guys are for the next calendar week. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. So eventually, uh, Rick Ward, his two visible bodyguards and his one invisible bodyguard appear, and he goes, all right, this is getting tiresome. Uh, evening, Prince. How's the war? Would be going a lot smoother if I could, if this city could stay in stasis for one fucking night. You know, Virginia's gone, right? I did not. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, he didn't know that Virginia was gone? No, he didn't. That's fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah, no, he, um... <laughs> Imagine if he, like, actually hey, stormed Virginia's hey, lair hey, and just gets in stop, there and he's, hey. like, Travolta and Pulp Fiction just, like, standing around, like, um... <laughs> hey, it turns out uh, the guy he wants to fucking kill the, did not tell him, hey, I'm leaving the city for you to just steamroll Yeah, it. but you have, you're fucking waging a civil war. You have intelligence sources, my guy. I just expected it. Yeah. That's all. He's he's bad at it. <laughs> anyway. His intelligence sources aren't good. 
He's the challenger. Like, I can understand maybe not knowing Stankai is gone, but the dude you are actively trying to kill leaves the city and you don't know. It also <laughs> only ho happened literally last night. Yeah. So I'm just like looking at my fingernails. Yeah, the, um, the inner circle decided to call a meeting and uh, he's the one who gets to sit in the middle of the circle. Right. Well, fucking figures they call him, not me, but, you know. Hmm. Well, you haven't proven yourself yet. You're not technically in charge. Though I don't see why you couldn't be at this point. Especially since his fucking humanoid anti-material rifle has bowed out of the conflict. You're saying Stank Guy's gone too? She's still in the city, but... You've known the guy longer than I have. He's an opportunist. Coin's still spinning in the air right now. He doesn't want to move until it lands. Alright, well, it saves me a lot of trouble from having to send a bunch of people down there to, to behead him, so, you know, maybe he's smarter than he looks. Yeah, of course. Wisdom all around. Speaking of wisdom, you're gonna jump the city tonight, right? Or at least tomorrow night. I need you to roll me. <laughs> uh, let me take a look at the stats real quick. Uh, it's going to be manipulation plus I'll say your choice of Persuasion or subterfuge? Well, my subterfuge is zero. Okay. And he is going to roll wits and... Okay, it turns out he has no insight, so uh, he's just rolling three dice. So uh, wits and nothing. It's a tie. No, no, uh, that was Jonathan's reroll. Oh, so it's not a tie. He needs, my he needs to be... I've got... I've got four successes. He has to crit. He has to crit. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna fucking burn a willpower on that. Uh, Remember, he uh, only gets two dice on that willpower. Can't roll hunger uh, dice. Yeah, can't roll hunger dice, so he has he to crit. He has, has to roll to two tens. Two tens. He rolled one. He rolled, he rolled one, one ten. ten. <laughs> okay, so it's a, this is technically going to be a social encounter so you have to bring his willpower to to the point where he would have to start taking aggravated willpower damage in order to concede that being said i did you a favor and already burned out one of those hit points so you got another hit point worth of, you got another willpower hit point worth of on him nice. obviously i should start i should use dementation now <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're trying to burn out his willpower. But, I should uh, hit him with a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Do people know when they're being dementated? They start hallucinating, so I would assume. Yeah. Okay. I would, I would say yes at that point. Um, so he goes, that's really jumping the gun for as good information as that is. That's not going to be enough for me to just do it 
Like, yeah, I probably could, but it would be a bad idea. Really? You think you're going to have a better shot later? You think that once of all of the people Virginio assigned to keep the city in order in his stead have had time to coalesce, you're going to have a better shot? Listen, I know Virginio's choices of people to take over. They're young, so they're not that big of a hassle to fight on their own, but also they're fairly dumb. They they don't need to be micromanaged. Now, that being said, experience is everything. And, you know, they're, like you said, they're inexperienced. I can just hit them one at a time and just pick them off. And Virginio won't have the ability to really replace them as fast as he would considering he's off somewhere in, I don't know, Iraq or some shit. Right. Yeah, exactly. They don't need to be micromanaged. They're competent. They're lacking in experience, but they're competent. Every night you give them, they become more competent. Right. And I'd rather hit them hard one at a time because of that competence. You hit, all, you hit them all at once, you're thinning out your forces too much. Concentrate them all, take them one at a time, stand a much better chance. Granted, it gives a couple, it gives the last couple ones time to prepare and observe my tactics, but, you know, if you can't adapt, then you really have no point in leading anything. By the way, anytime one of the other two players wants to yeah, jump in, so this there. isn't just the Jonathan yeah. Ross Power Hour. Yeah. You make a good point. Reaction is key. You know, just as well as I do, that the older the kindred are, the more set in the way their ways they tend to become. The more time you give them, the more opportunities they have to adapt to your tactics. Now, I'm not. I'm obviously not an expert on what you're planning. However, planning. <laughs> if you try to knock them down one by one by one by one, they're going to keep replacing themselves one by one by one and slowly adapt to your tactics. You can't treat this like individuals. You need to go to the, go at the heart of the Hydra, not at the heads. You need to make sh- you need to burn the stumps out and make sure they don't come back. Overwhelming force is the name of the game. Roll me manipulation plus either persuasion or subterfuge, your choice. He is going to okay. roll wits plus lead. Actually, no, this would be more intelligence plus leadership. And I that that is making the roll worse for him, so. Let's see how it goes for me. It goes worse for me. I'm going to spend a willpower to reroll. Yeah, please do. Keep in mind, that's, that is also your hit points at this point. My hit points, but also everyone else here yeah. also has willpower. Yeah. I, I, I got like four. Wow, really? Really? Wow. Ouch. Oh, dang, and he got three. Uh, so you need to knock off uh, two pips of willpower. Um, oh, fuck. Okay. 
Yep. I, I think that's still halved because it's superficial damage. Is it? We are dealing superficial willpower damage, and superficial damage is halved. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's only one then. I'm going to check that that's actually correct, but please continue. Okay. So, um, he says, thing is, the more I knock down, the more people are going to see that, you know, not to be messed around with. I'm supposed to be feared and respected, so... They'll either follow me either through fear, like they did with Pilzer, or they'll follow me because they respect me, or they'll just follow me because they like me. One way or another, I don't really care, as long as they follow me. It, It doesn't seem to differentiate superficial willpower damage being different. Yeah, that makes sense because vampires are, like, supposed to be, like, super everything. So that it does make sense. So house ruling, like, even if that is not the rule, that is now the house rule. So, uh, yep, that was that was his argument that, you know, if the more he knocks down, the more people will just either go to him by either fear or respect. So... Okay, but why? You have the overwhelming advantage right now. Why the hesitancy? Like, why are you choosing that? Because thing is, pills are ruled how pills are ruled. And while it worked out for him, eventually he got a little too big for his britches, ate the wrong guy, got his mind jacked and then you know so people tend to not want to have somebody who was just like the last guy now he taught me so of course I'm gonna eventually just end up like that anyway but the important thing is to give people the impression that I won't be the same just the same guy in a different suit, you know? That's what Virgin Neo's doing. So, trying to show them that I'm a kinder, gentler prince right up until the point I don't need to anymore. Okay, okay, okay. But, I want to stress here that the amount of time you have to capitalize on this is unknown. That is worth a he, uh, manipulation plus persuasion. I think you said yours was because you have zero's uh, subterfuge. Yep. So he is going to roll once again. Roll intelligence plus leadership, and he needs to beat a three. He has to roll pretty well if he wants to do that. We only got two, so that's another not against him. I I don't know what you're thinking about Virginio's absence, but if you're betting on years, you are betting on the best case scenario. You need to act as though you only have the worst case scenario, which could be weeks 
And if you want to turn this into a protracted conflict where, I don't know, once a month you take out one Iterum Primogen, the big man could be back. And he could be back with orders and tactics and resources from the inner circle to bring the Camarilla capital of North America to heal. You need to win quickly so that you can build yourself up and be ready for when he comes back. And he might be coming back a lot sooner than you're thinking he is right now. Because he's a shrewd man and he will listen to them. That's an, you bring up some more good points. So go ahead and roll uh, once again, ma manipulation plus. Uh, Christ. Yeah. Oh, I actually get uh, hungrier for once. You actually get hungrier, yeah. Uh, he's going to roll intelligence plus uh, leadership again. All right, well, that's three. I've got space to willpower. All right. So he's, he is down to only one, like, non-subdual thing of willpower. Okay. Also, you're kind of making an assumption that you're the only person gunning for the crown. Who else do you think is going to go for it? I don't know, but I mean, it's a tempting target and there's no other. This would be the best time to go for it. You are assuming that you are alone in this attempt. Tell them the city's full of anarchs right now. <laughs> I mean, they want yeah, to go for the I... crown. This is the thing, though. But they. They just hey. prevent him from getting it. Hey, Anarchs aren't perfect. Some of them might be power hungry enough to try for it. I know there's a city full of Anarchs in there, and, well, their modus operandi is not generally ruling. You never know who might decide to take a shot. Roll either charisma or manipulation, whichever you choose, with, uh, we'll say... Intimidation, intimidation honestly. I, I, I know I know you're pretty good at intimidation, so I'll give you intimidation. And he will roll once again intelligence plus leadership. I'm actually if you've been doing intelligence and manipulation and manipulation, I've actually got like five in there. Oh. If you like want to do it that total. way. No, I mean either no. or. I mean it's the no, same no, total. It's, it's, it's it's up to you. Honestly, it's up to you. No, this is more of intimidation anyway. Okay. So uh you need to be the two which you, which you did. You roll four. Yep. Uh, so that's the last pip of superficial willpower he needs to take. And at that point, he's like, you know what? Y'all make really good points. Y'all obviously have seen that I'm better for the city anyway. So, uh, you know what? I was planning on... Um, hitting all of you everyone I was planning on hitting you all throughout the nights and uh gutting you because you know I liked Pilzer he was nice did not like the fact that you guys did him in I don't care if he wasn't actually Pilzer's one of those mental things you know but um y'all are alright so I'll give you three nights to leave the city while this happens 
and then uh, if you're if you're not by then, then um, <laughs> you you won't be in the city much longer either way. I think you mean in the city forever. Yeah. Two nights now. <laughs> <laughs> Three nights for them. Two for you. Oh, all right then. All right. So, unless anybody Good else talk. has any, unless anybody else has anything to say. No. No, this uh, I'm I'm good. All right. So then. Uh, hey, uh, how's Olsen doing? We haven't seen hide nor hair of him this whole campaign. Um, Olsen's doing good. Uh, he's not going to be doing good much longer though, because uh. <laughs> Let's put it this way. You guys have succeeded. Olsen's about to look like the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan. (laughs) I can't see shit, Captain. Alright, so uh, I'm going to fast forward a little bit. So even though he threatened to get rid of you in three nights, he doesn't have the ability to follow through on that because the next night he starts his campaign and is basically overwhelmed not not completely and totally but like he's he's busy to the point where he can't really spare the people to go take care of three neonates that he just does not like so he keeps thinking oh right i told them i was going to kill them well i'm pretty sure they probably left and i've got time and better things to do which is like, we all just take a hotel. And he's like, well, they're not their houses. I guess they left. <laughs> Good night, Wesley. Good work. Sleep tight. I'll likely kill you in the morning. Uh, Fuck, what is that from? Princess Bride. All right. But yeah, eventually the war just kicks off. Uh, he tries to make a mass attack. It doesn't work. Uh, and because you know he doesn't have the support of Malkavia Prime or basically any other uh, or any other Camarilla Primogen at this point uh, they are defeated after a couple of it it takes a little bit it takes a little bit of time Uh, not, not nearly like so much time that it's like a long protracted thing but like it takes a couple of weeks so uh, the next time we will be joining the group for the final campaign and well, for the well, conclu- or, for, for, I have a couple of, I have a couple of questions okay so it's the, the it's it's over right he's done yeah he is he is done uh, Rick Ward is fun um is has reached final death uh basically what happens is you hear about one of the new primogens uh actually ends up taking him in combat to a lovely dinner no well no um they end up taking him out in combat uh you're not sure what clan they belong to uh, because you guys did not stick around too much, although the the fucking picture is gonna give it away anyway. 
So, uh, so pretend you don't see the shadow bits, or pretend you don't know that it's actually a Sombra. Uh, but there, a primogen named Natalie Patterson managed to kill him in combat. She had, like, apparently she just cut his fucking head off with a sword. Terrifying. Yeah, nobody's nice. sure where the fuck she got that sword from, but Natalie Patterson, uh, some sort of primogen, has killed uh, Rick Ward. And Gary Olson, upon hearing Rick died, tried to go for mercy at Elysium, and um, that didn't work out too well, because uh, as it turns out, Elysium's kind of more of a suggestion rather than a hard rule. So he called for Elysium, and everybody was like, "Okay, sure, we'll meet up at the we'll meet up at we'll the meet auditorium." Meet you in front of the giant no, car grinding machine. No, no, they said, "Okay, we'll meet you at the auditorium theater," and he was like, "Okay, sure, so we'll meet at Elysium." Yes, we'll meet at the auditorium theater. So he went there thinking it was Elysium, but no, it was just the auditorium theater. And eventually, they fucking ganged up on him and ripped him apart. Okay, so really? then after all of this conflict, you know, I assume that the Camarilla have to retreat to lick their wounds. Mm-hmm. What do the Anarchs do? Uh, the Anarchs basically walk up and say, hey, we're in charge. If you don't like it, fucking leave. And between Fishface being gone and all of their forces being extremely weak. You're not sure if they left or if they're just staying quiet, but they don't make a peep um, after a couple of nights because obviously somebody just coming up and saying, hey, we're in charge. You go, uh, no, you're not. And then they like punch you a couple times and then they go, uh, yes, we are. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, not afraid right. of you. I'm afraid of you. <laughs> essentially um so yeah the um the primogen you are all sure they just leave obviously when virgin neo comes back they will be coming back but that's that's a problem for future anarchs to deal with not not tonight anarchs hooray so we win the campaign is over crossfall rick ward dies so while it is tentative, the Anarchs have seized all of Chicago. Essentially, yes. There's still like the odd holdout for as far as Camarilla go, but that it's it's essentially like the opposite situation of when Pilzer was in charge, which is to say, like, you can be a a Camarilla. But just shut the fuck up about just, it. Shut the fuck up about it. Yeah, all right, all right. That's good um, to hear. Luke is, upon hearing that the Anarchs have taken over, uh, Luke will probably be like, yeah, I'm an Anarch now. Fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> Colin. Hmm. Is it ending here because this is the sixth episode? No, it's not ending here okay. because it's the sixth episode. Um, I don't even know if this is the sixth episode or not. No, I couldn't it remember. Is. It is, sure but it uh, is, actually, but it's not. It's not ending here. There's still right. 
there's still one more loose end you have to take care of. Virginio and also that one religious the psycho. Fennec. The, the Fennec. Fennec. That, that we was, still have that, to deal with that guy. Yeah. Turns out you guys haven't fought the final boss of the campaign yet. Oh yeah, I'm gonna rip his arms and legs off and watch him flop around. Yeah, I've, I've had it in the back of my mind this whole time that like, there's still that guy that we have to deal with before we can actually like, settle down and take a breath. Right. So, I will say this, uh, I'm not going to make you guys roll rouse checks just for this one scene, but December 23rd rolls around and Jonathan, you're on your computer and Blue Screen's name pops up on your messaging uh, service and says, uh, hey, do you have a second? I think I have something here that might interest you. Fish face is cool. Uh, I'll type back, yeah, I do. Hi, I wasn't expecting to hear from you since your fish faces. She replies with, don't know what you're talking about because the second inquisition she's still operating under the assumption that sec- the second inquisition is around uh nobody told her otherwise and says um and asks where can i meet you i'll just like quickly google up a coffee shop okay or like a public library or something all right yeah do you guys do you want to have the rest of your coterie come along she'll she'll uh, actually what she'll say is um might want to bring your friends along. They'll probably be interested, too. All right. Yeah. I'll yeah. send the rest of the group. Hey, uh, y'all remember Hacker Girl? She wants to talk to all of us. Oh, boy. Sure. I, I can't wait to hear what this is about. All right. So you meet up at, like, a coffee spot. And... Um, when you get there, you see that uh, she is holding on to, like, she's basically holding onto her side in a weird way. And you can, she can try and hide it all she wants, uh, but you guys can definitely, with your heightened senses and because it's the thing that you need to eat in order to survive, you can smell the blood. Yeah, she's wounded. Yep, and she's also got a bit of a burn on her face. And she goes, So, you guys, you've been interacting with the Fennec, right? He's targeted you three before. Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah, you don't actually know his name yet, do you? No. Would you like to? Honestly, I think... As of tomorrow night, it won't matter one way or another. Because, um, I know where he is. And, you know what? You guys are probably the best chance of, uh, taking him down. You've interacted with him more than anyone. And he's been, probably been planning to hit you guys personally very soon. Anyway, so. I kind of, like, elbow core in the ribs. I was going after him anyway, so this just saves me the trouble. Alright, um... Uh, there's a warehouse, uh, in... Greektown, I think. Um, it was up for sale a couple of... 
months ago. Uh, apparently someone bought it and it's just, I, and so I was like, huh, somebody bought an entire warehouse. That's weird. I should go check it out. And when I got there, uh, I was immediately greeted by a transformer exploding and someone shooting me in my side. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Are you going to be all right? I'm a ghoul. I'll be fine. How do you hack a transformer to explode? That's a very good question. I would love to know. Why is the Internet of Things go to tr- go to Transformers? I don't. Maybe go all the way back to the power grid and boost it along one particular line. I don't actually know how like civic planning works. I feel like that would blow out every other Transformer along that line at the same time. Sorry, continue. Anyway, point is he's there. Uh, and, you know, maybe he should be visited by a couple of Krampuses tomorrow night. I'm going to fold him like origami. Actually, while well, I've got you here in that case, since, uh, you know, no offense or anything, but you're kind of the closest thing we've got to him. And, uh, well, he's unwell mentally, so he kind of told us how to beat him. I, I had to... I had to let a friend get hurt in order to figure it out. No, I'm going to own that. I had to hurt a friend in order to figure that out. But, uh, he says that we should do our damnedest to cut him off from his technology. How do you think we should go about doing that? Are there, like, anti-computer bombs we can throw at him or something? I don't actually, like, I can fix a copy machine. EMP grenades. Can I, where can we get such a thing? Uh, you don't know, but hey, you know someone who does. I do know somebody who does. (laughs) Darby the best dresser. There we go. It rhymes. <laughs> With Darby the Lesser. Ah. Uh, huh. I mean, I guess I, I know somebody who knows somebody. I feel like... Yeah, and by now, Anna would be back in the city. I suppose. I don't know if I would have had her come back while the Fennec is still out and about. Like, hmm. I didn't fucking just forget about him. Oh, in fair the enough, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, okay, EMP grenades. That's a vocabulary word that I can point at somebody else. <laughs> Use topic EMP grenade on. <laughs> it's like fucking Final Fantasy 2, where like you have a long ass list of keywords that you need to scroll through for every important NPC before they let you progress the story. Final Fantasy 2 was bad. So, what do you know about canoes? No. What do you know about wild roses? <laughs> or the desert rose, whatever. Uh, either way. So, she goes, alright, yeah, um, listen, I know I'm, I kind of, like, not reacting a lot here, and I thought you would like this information, but I probably should go to a hospital. I was shocked. Yeah, no, you'll, um, You'll patch up good uh, pretty quickly, but 
Yeah, maybe at least like go get the bullet removed if you haven't done that yet. Yeah, no, I'm I'm going. You guys have fun planning, and yeah. And she at that point uh, she gets up and she leaves. Can I at least buy you a taxi or like a? Nope, nope, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So yeah, there we go. Next time, the players on Christmas Eve take care of shitty Aiden Pierce. That's just As opposed to regular Aiden, Aiden Pierce. Pierce. <laughs> Not regular Aiden Pierce, who is such a nice guy. You guys kind of did destabilize an entire power structure in a fucking city, so I'm tempted to give you 10 experience points, so you get 10 experience points. Nice. I won't argue. The last ones. So now I have. I now have one. seventy-seven total experience, apparently, and twenty-four to spend. I am more than halfway to my fifth dot in blood sorcery. Is anybody going to up their blood uh, potency at all? Why do you ask? I'm just wondering because, like, blood potency is good to good to raise. It's just very expensive. How much does it cost to raise a pip? Times 10. Times 10. It would take 30 experience, I believe. Wait, how, mu how much blood potency? We start with two blood potency, don't we? No, we start, start with one. With one. You start with babies. Uh, it's yeah. ancillary that, it's ancillary that uh, start with two. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll spend 20 experience to up the blood potency to two then. Yeah, uh, so blood potency two doesn't really do much, but it's a good step for Blood Potency 3, which does do some fun stuff. Um, I need to find exactly what Blood Potency yeah, is. Yeah, I'm trying to find the fucking appendix. Page 273. Oh no, that's Blood of Potency. God damn it. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> which raises your Blood Potency by one if you... Uh... Yeah. I, I Wait, have that skill. On. Okay, yep. Um, okay, so Blood Potency 2... You mend two superficial damage per rouse. Which is great, considering we're going into combat. Yep. Uh, you add one dice to uh, discipline powers, so you get to add, just fucking add a point there. I think it's already... Is it actually already doing that? Uh, keep talking. I'm no, like no. it's a one dot. It's uh, only at one blood potency that you... Or two blood potency that you get the first die, and then four, you get two dies. Yep. Right, 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 yeah. Uh, your Bane, Severity, and your Discipline re-rolls stay the same. Um, and the feeding penalty is Animal and Bagged Blood uh, Slakes Half Hunger. Hmm. Which you don't eat off... Of, you don't feed from animals or bagged blood anyway. So that wouldn't do anything to you. So basically, you get to mend more... Um, yeah, you can rouse to heal for two superficial damage, and you get one extra die for every discipline power roll. Yup. Pretty good. I don't think I actually roll for any of my disciplines. No, I, I think, think they're all rouse checks. If they, if I have to roll for anything yeah. at all. Any, but anyway, like at, but like blood potency three is real good because uh, when you start, because uh, at blood potency three you can just re-roll rouse checks at level two and below if you fail. So huh. it's not so technically you're allowed to uh, re-roll level one disciplines at your blood current blood potency, but I don't think 
any core uh, discipline uses a rouse check. I'm sure there's probably like one or something. Well, yeah, Kors does. He's got the, oh no, that's that's a level two. Silence of death or whatever yeah. is a rouse check. No, Silence Unseen of death passage. is a level. Oh, Unseen yeah. passage. Is that a level one? Unseen yeah. passage is level two, which is what I'm talking about. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, so then. Is anybody else spending? On Famulus is uh, yes. a rouse check. Ah, okay. And it's level one. Okay. I did not know that. Um, I don't know what I'm going to spend mine on right this second. Okay, that's fair. And it sounds like Cat is just saving up for the next level of uh, blood sorcery. Yeah, it's, I kind of figure that it's like, it's something Jonathan wants to be good at because it's been useful for things that he cares about, even if it's not been useful in like these conflicts. So yeah, he, he wants to be as good as it as he can get. So I'm gonna keep pushing that. I think once I hit five, I'll start leveling up other things. Maybe have my decks not be one. Garbage, yeah. All right, well, in any case, thank you all for playing. Thanks everybody for listening. And next time, they're gonna finish the campaign by fighting the final boss. Hooray. Hooray. Just gonna tear a dude's legs off and beat him to death with them. <laughs> TBH. <laughs>